What's up, guys? It's Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, and I'm back with another solo episode. This will be the eighth one this year in 2020, and this is Obedience Episode 8, entitled Become a Conductor of good energy. Now, these solo episodes, just a reminder, this is a podcast within a podcast. And so while the Black Health Academy podcast is hosted by myself and Miss Get Fit with Jay, these solo episodes are just me where I'm talking about personal and professional development and essentially how to become obedient in life, being obedient to your calling, your purpose, and what it takes to do that and to get there. So our last episode Um, episode seven was all about alignment, being in and out of alignment and how that might be tied to addiction. And this episode is entitled being a conductor of good energy, or should I say becoming a conductor of good energy. And I want to talk a little bit today about who you need to attract in your life to be obedient and to get in alignment and how to attract them. Okay. So I have a couple tips that I'm going to give you on how to do each one of those. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what I'm sipping on. Uh, In this episode, joining me this episode is a hot comforting cup of tea. You guys know tea is my absolute favorite. Today I'm sipping on a herbal tea, organic African nectar tea. It's a rubos tea and it is caffeine free. So I only do caffeine free teas now. Um, and I absolutely love them. This one is by the brand mighty leaf. So it's whole leaf tea, um, that you can actually see through into the bag. That's what I like. I like to see those whole fresh tea leaves and I chopped up some fresh ginger in it. And so we should have a really good episode as always. Just a reminder, there may be some brief breaks in these episodes as I take a sip of tea to wet my throat and it would sound like this. Just to keep everything fresh and going. So um, I'm excited about this episode because it actually came to me while I was sleeping. And that's how I do these obedience episodes. I kind of take a look at my life and things that are going on around me and how they may help me or deter me from being in alignment to my calling. And so I think it's really important that we are consistently in alignment in our lives because being out of alignment, believe it or not, can be you know, one of the top causes of some serious health conditions, right? So everything from physical, mental, and emotional health can be determined by how in or out of alignment you may be with your calling and your purpose on life. The ultimate point of walking this earth is really to leave it in a better condition than what you found it. And so, you know, unfortunately, there's fewer people that reach that point of actualization where they're actually pouring into the world more than they're taking out of it. And but if you are privileged enough and blessed enough to reach that point, then you know what I'm talking about. You know, contribution is the ultimate goal. And you can't really get to a place of contribution in your life if you're out of alignment. So these obedience episodes are to speak and teach to just that, right? And if you're wondering whether or not you're in and out of alignment, take a look at one of my previous episodes um, that talks specifically about how to define your gifts, talents, and purpose. And in that episode, I kind of detail the difference between the three and um, give instructions on how you can identify your own personal gift, talents, and, and purpose and, and use that kind of as a map, a roadmap for getting in, in alignment in your life Um, i.e. also known as being obedient to your calling, okay? So that's what these obedience episodes are all about. I love them. I love personal development and self-enhancement just as much as I love talking plant-based nutrition and physical fitness. And so I thought, you know, it would only make sense to do a podcast that centers around this content because there is absolutely no point in eating all the plants on the planet and doing all the workouts in the world if you are not going to work on your who you are as a person, right? The inside. So here we go. So this episode, how to attract the people and resources that you need to be obedient. And I'm going to start by giving you four different people that you need in your life 
to be obedient. And then I'm going to give you four ways to attract these people or attract this energy because you need to become, you need to conduct the energy that's going to attract these people to you. You may already have one or two of them. You may already have some of them, but we want to make sure that you have all of them so that you are successful. And these are things I've picked up along the way. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a plant-based nutritionist, a full-time entrepreneur. I run three health and wellness companies full-time, two of my own, one that's someone else's. And I am, my, my purpose is teaching um, and my, my gift is speaking. And I absolutely love the work I do and, um, you know, being in alignment and being obedient to my calling is one of the greatest privileges that I I can fully acknowledge that I have. And I feel like part of the, you know, because my, my purpose is teaching, um, I decided to be obedient and do this solo podcast in, in an effort to continue to do that, um, and be in alignment. And so that's my spiel. Let's get into it. Let me take a sip. Okay. So being a conductor of good energy, because getting in alignment cannot be done alone, no matter how hard you try, no matter how long you've been after it. If you've been trying to do it alone, that could be potentially one of your deficiencies. So it's so important to do what I call collaborate. You have to collaborate with certain people in the world in order to get you to where you need to be, period. It, it, you know, they, the saying where, you know, if you want to go fast, you do it alone. If you want to go far, you need to do it with other people. But I don't even believe you can go that fast without other people. Like it is so important that you attach yourself to the right people in order to get to where you need to be. And so let me tell you who those people are. Okay. The first person that you need in your life, um, in order to become obedient is a butler. Okay. It's a butler. Now, I one of my favorite motivational speakers is the top motivational speaker in the world, Dr. Eric Thomas, also known as E.T., the hip hop preacher. And I went to see him live once and he said on stage that everyone needs a butler in their life. Now, I had never given this person a, an official title. So E.T. did that for me. But a butler is very simply someone who opens doors for you. Okay, someone who opens doors for you. So I'm giving the example of who a butler is in my life. I told I mentioned earlier that I run three companies full time, two of my own and one that's someone else's. Well, that third company that someone else's belongs to a gentleman by the name of Paul Chatlin. Paul is the founder of an organization called the Plant Based Nutrition Support Group, also known as PBNSG. So Paul founded PBNSG about six years ago. Well, in 2019, um, he asked me um, after about a year of working with this nonprofit organization as a small group host in the city of Detroit, after about a year in that role, Paul asked me via a virtual meeting whether or not I would be willing to step, step up as executive director of this organization. Now, it was completely out of the blue. I didn't even know if he was look, that he was looking for somebody to kind of run the day-to-day operations. Um, I don't even know if he knew he was looking for somebody to run the day-to-day operations. Our conversation just seemed to flow in that direction. And he mentioned how he wanted to step back, wanted to spend more time with his family and that, you know, he was kind of ready to pass the baton. You know, he was the founder, the, you know, he was the owner operator. Right. And he was he just wanted to be the, you know, the, the owner, but not necessarily the operator. And so he asked me in 2019, would I step up and become the executive director of the organization, which, by the way, it didn't have an executive director prior to me. Um, he was just running everything as the founder of the company. And I said, yes, um, because he also said if I didn't, he was thinking about shutting the entire organizational organization down, which I thought was not a good idea because it was providing such a phenomenal service for community. Um, and so I stepped up and decided to become the executive director of this nonprofit, the Plant Based Nutrition Support Group. Now, the reason, Paul, I consider Paul a butler in this particular scenario is this, you know, around that time. I had just made the decision to stop going to 
uh, Wayne State University uh, as a pre-med student because I had gotten too busy. I was running two of my own companies, Professionally Fit and the Black Health Academy, and I had gotten too busy. So just a couple months prior to Paul and I having this conversation about me becoming an executive director, he, uh, I had stopped going to Wayne State pre-med. Now, it's important to note that the reason I was going to pre-med at Wayne State University at the time is because I personally felt like I was not getting the respect um, that I wanted and the opportunities that I wanted just simply being a certified plant-based nutritionist. And what I mean by that is, you know, there were I wanted to be on bigger stages speaking because I felt like there wasn't enough people of color in plant-based nutrition, but every conference or veg fest or talk that I went to, you know, the headliner was always a doctor, right? Because in, you know, in the world, we respect MDs and DOs and PhDs. And so if you have the title of doctor in front of your name, you automatically get credibility about whatever you're talking about. It doesn't matter that that they don't even teach nutrition in medical school. If you have doctor in front of your name, you automatically are deemed credible. And so I enrolled pre-med at Wayne State with the intent of getting that doctor in front of my name so that I can get on the stages or share the stage with these other doctors that were headlining these plant-based events because I was sick of them not being headlined by people of color. Well, when Paul asked me to step up as the executive director of his you know, nonprofit, PBNSG, what I didn't know is that he had the personal cell phone number and contact information to all of these doctors that were that was headlining these talks. And so he had personal relationships to them. And so with me coming on as the executive director, that would automatically be automatically position me to have personal relationships with them as we continue to book them for events and speaking gigs and you know, do different strategic um, things with them to build the organization. And so what essentially happened was um, Paul became my butler. He literally opened the door that allowed me to begin to grace these stages with these individuals because now I held the title as executive director of this organization, which gave me, you know, a lot of the credibility I was looking for when I enrolled at Wayne State, right? And so because of um, because of me carrying this position and this title, I now have had the opportunity to speak at some national conferences. I've had the opportunity to literally dine with a lot of these doctors, like one-on-one. They knew my name before I even got there because Paul has spoke me up so much. I've had, you know, the opportunity to be a part of, um, different summits, uh, conferences, um, to be on some, you know, popular podcasts. I've really gotten a lot of opportunities just from this position. And Paul was the catalyst for that. He is essentially a butler for me. Does that make sense? He's opened doors for me. And so now I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the, the titles of these people first. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I'll also give you four steps on how to attract these people. So right now, I'm just telling you who you need in your life. So if you're thinking, Lisa, how do I find a butler? Like, okay, that seems like it almost kind of fell in your lap. How do I position myself to find a butler who will open doors for me? Don't worry. That part is coming. Okay? So that's the first person you need in your life is a butler. Somebody who's going to open doors. The second role that you need in your life in order to successfully, you know, be obedient or stay obedient to your calling is a driver. Okay. Um, or several drivers. Okay. Um, now I'm trying to do this, obviously like this fun analogy to make it memorable. Right. So obviously I'm not talking literal when I say Butler or driver. Um, but I try to position this, you know, podcast so that, you know, it's something that you can easily remember and make sense. Okay. So anyway, number two, you need a driver. Now, what is a driver? Driver is essentially your network. Um, a driver takes you literally from point A to point B. And so what do I mean by that? A driver is a connector. 
Okay, so it connects you to the people who will open doors, for example. And so your driver or drivers, usually you'll have multiple drivers on your journey, but your drivers can be made up of colleagues or friends, right, Um, or connections that you meet along the way. And so a few drivers in my life are, for example, my good friend, Kiwi. She is a um, phenomenal, phenomenal group exercise Uh, fitness instructor, a personal trainer, a gym owner, and she has been a driver for me um, and I for her uh, in our relationship of being friends over the last several years, okay? Um, And what I mean by that is she's not a butler necessarily because me and your drivers, you usually be somewhat on the same level as your drivers. Okay. So they don't necessarily have higher connections. They're not necessarily going to position you higher, but they're more, more likely going to connect you with, with those people. So what I mean by this is, you know, me and Kiwi met because we were both speaking at an event on the exact same panel. It was a fitness panel that was happening at um, a natural natural expo. It was called the Naturalista Expo um, in Detroit, Michigan a couple years ago. And her and I were both booked to speak on the fitness panel. And we were sitting right next to each other. And she said, when I opened my mouth and she heard me speak, she just knew she had to connect with me. Um, And because I impressed her so much with my knowledge and then being a black woman, she was even more impressed. And we've been building a relationship and a friendship since then. And so we've been friends for many years now. And so Kiwi is a driver for me because number one, you know, since being friends, she's opened up her own uh, fitness studio, her own fitness gym. And in doing that, I've had the opportunity to speak to her classes and her clients at the gym as pretty much the in-house nutritionist for the gym. Uh, She's made me the nutritionist for her signature Women Who Live program. And not only that, she has a classroom in her gym that she has offered to me to use to teach my own personal farm to table course in my nutrition classes. And so in speaking to her clients at her gym um, and in her programs, for example, that has led them to then reach out to me to speak for their particular initiatives. Like, for example, one wonderful client of Kiwi's essentially became a client of mine. Not only was she in the audience several times when I spoke at Kiwi's gym, you know, she happens to work at an organization called McKesson, which is this huge pharmaceutical organization. And, you know, she ended up booking me to speak, you know, at this corporate organization. And so Kiwi is a, is a, is a driver or a connector in that way. And that she has positioned me, even though we're somewhat on the same level, because she then comes to speak to my classes as well. Um, but she has connected me with her own connections. Right. And it then has led to many, many opportunities, many opportunities. Um, And then my connections and my circles have led to many opportunities for her. Like for example, her in-house yoga instructor was my personal yoga instructor who just happened to come to her gym to hear me speak. And so there are, and so she eventually met Kiwi and Kiwi made her her in-house yoga instructor. So me and Kiwi's um, networks have crossed so many times since we met and it's been such a wonderful wonderful um relationship that's full of reciprocity okay so kiwi is a driver in my life um another driver in my life is someone by the name of damara she's the founder of be well beautiful woman and she's also the founder of the be well beautiful woman conference annual conference um, but Damara, me and Damara met because I was speaking during startup week one year in Detroit on a podcast panel. And she came up to me afterwards, started a conversation, said she wanted to interview me for her podcast. And we didn't then uh, developed a relationship. So I've met most of these people doing what I do, being obedient, right? Literally speaking is how I've met. I met Kiwi and Damara and, and uh, Kiwi's client who connected me to her. Uh, McKesson, her organization. And so me being obedient is what connected me to these drivers. Okay. But Damara, again, she was in an audience um, at an event that I was speaking at, came up and asked to book me for her podcast. And since that time, you know, I've been a, um, a speaker at her conference for the last two years. 
But in doing that, it has connected me with other potential clients and uh, business connections. You know, so, you know, obviously me, you know, being on the flyer and being on the lineup for this big conference, other people um, then get to see me. I'm exposed to other people. They're exposed to me and it has led to more business. It's led to me making more money. It's led to me booking more speaking engagements. Um, it's really connected me with a whole network of individuals that I previously didn't have access to, um, especially within the state of Michigan. Because Damara is actually from Kalamazoo, which is about two hours away from where I live. And now I have a pretty nice following in Kalamazoo because of Damara. So you can see how the driver literally gets you your brand or your message from point A to point B. Okay. And so these are connectors. These are drivers. These are individuals who, you know, it may be more of a lateral connection between you and them, but then they help you make additional lateral connections. Okay. So we all need drivers. Um, <clears throat> number three, the third person that you need in your life in order to truly be obedient and be in alignment is a sensei. <laughs> a sensei. So sensei is a term typically used in martial arts. <clears throat> and this is like the master in martial arts. This is the, the black belt in in. The martial arts gym who's who has who's teaching all the students this particular martial art. And so the sensei is off is the master is referred to as sensei um, because they are essentially a teacher. The translation is, is in very simple terms is teacher. OK, so we all need a sensei. I personally have two senseis, um, a gentleman named Steve and a woman named Jeanette. So. Steve was uh, my first sensei and he actually was the first person to hire me as a personal trainer. And when I decided to completely switch careers from social work to health and wellness, he hired me as a personal trainer. Not only did he hire me as a personal trainer, but he hired me as an uncertified personal trainer and told me in exchange for, you know, working with him, coming on, getting mentor, mentored, shadowing him. He would help pay for me to get certified as a personal trainer, which he did. He even sent me to Chicago to take a class like it was amazing and very integral in my um, journey into the uh, career of health and wellness. And so Steve was my first sensei. So he was so phenomenal. And he was so good to me just as a, me becoming a personal trainer that when I made the decision in 2015 to start my own personal training company, I actually went to him. I went to my own boss and said, I'm going to start a personal training company too, just like you did. And I want you to mentor me through that process. I want you to, I want to be able to advise with you on my ideas, get your feedback, pro tips. Just give me a shortcut. Like, why would I DIY this thing? And you've already done it at a high level. You know, he had two gyms at the time, two locations in Metro Detroit and business was good. And so I said, hey, I'm going to open up a personal training company too. The difference is that mine wasn't going to be a brick and mortar. It was online personal training. Um, but I really wanted him to hold my hand through that process. And that's exactly what he did. Um, and I have access to him still to this day. Um, we talked recently actually, and he is, and I still use many, many of the tips and suggestions that he made to me um, as I slowly um, progressed and moved into my position um, of being in alignment. Uh, you know, there's just some small things that he gave me. There's some big things that he gave me that are invaluable um, with regard to, you know, becoming a speaker, becoming a personal trainer, becoming a health coach. So Steve is a, is a sensei. Uh, my second sensei, her name is Jeanette. Now, it's interesting because Steve was also um, a driver in this way in that, uh, I met Jeanette because of Steve, right? Jeanette was actually a client at Steve's gym. She was a personal training client and, um, well, her organization was a client. Should I say she, her organization actually, um, booked Steve to do a group fitness workout for their organization. And she enjoyed it so much though. She enjoyed the group fitness workout so much that she decided to actually join his gym. 
So she was more of a corporate client first of Steve and then became a personal training client. And it wasn't until she became a personal training client and I was able to personally train her at Steve's gym that I then developed a personal relationship with Jeanette. And so since that time, um, she has become a sensei. And now when I say become a sensei, I have to be very transparent here in that I asked her just like I asked Steve. So neither one of these fell in my lap. I actually um, propositioned both of them to become a teacher of mine. And Steve was in the beginning of my career. Jeanette was more after I had really taken off. Um, and I sat her down and asked her to become a mentor, so to speak, right? We're, I'm using sensei and mentor, same thing essentially, right? But teachers, um, and I asked both of them to mentor me. And so I actually took Jeanette out to lunch one day and I said, you know, I see you, you're a phenomenal black woman who's doing these really, really great things. You're really successful career wise. And I would love for you to mentor me as a, you know, another black female entrepreneur um, who's looking to excel in my field. And she said, yes. And it has been an absolute game changer. So Jeanette is a sensei as well. So between these two individuals, um, they are who I go to for advice um, overall. So what I mean by that is the Jeanette is not in the health and wellness field at all, by any means, right? She's actually in the automotive industry. Uh, so our fields couldn't be any more different, right? Now, Steve, he is in the health and wellness field. He's still in the personal training and health and wellness business, but I go to them for advice and advisement on things bigger than health and wellness, if that makes sense, okay? And so I don't necessarily... Um, go to them for small things like payment systems to use or how to create, you know, courses or coaching with regard to um, health and wellness. It's more like, um, how do I deal with this, you know, personnel issue? Or um, how do I stop being afraid to take this next step in my business? Or, right, so there's usually bigger, more macro issues that I go to my senseis for, right? Those smaller things I go to my drivers for. So it's important to note that both of these roles are very important and um, you need both of these individuals. Um, a sensei is going to be really important, but they don't always fall in your lap. And so you totally have to um, possibly, you know, take matters into your own hands and proposition someone to become that for you. And that's exactly what I did uh, with both Steve and Jeanette. And because I'm so alpha in that way, because people often say, how do I find mentors? You know, how do I identify who can be a mentor? And once you've identified that person, it's so important to just go after it and ask for exactly what you want, which means you have to know what you want. You have to know what you want and you have to know what you need. Right. So I knew exactly what I needed in my business at both times. Steve was there from the beginning. Jeanette was there at, on my during my ascension when I started running into problems that I didn't know were going to be issues. Right. And so you have to know what you want and know what you need, because when you proposition these people to be, be your sensei, they don't have the time to try and help you figure out what you need. You have to already know what you need in order to get a good sensei, because it is so attractive to, to these high level people when people come to them with very specific things that they need and knowing exactly how they can use them. But not only that, I will say it's also important to not only know what you need, but then to also know exactly how you can contribute to their lives, right? And so like with Jeanette, for example, I became her personal trainer. So when I took her out to lunch and I was like, here, I need a mentor, I need this. And she was like, that's great because I need a personal trainer, somebody to come out to my house. And so we were actually able to, you know, exchange some, some services and some value. And so it was really important. And that made me feel even better about what I was asking for, because I felt like I too had something to offer her. So with your senseis, know that these are high level people that don't have time to chit chat, that don't have time to help you try and figure out what you need. You have to be in the know of what you need. Um, and that's how you can secure a good sensei. Um, and so those are my two. Okay, one more row, one more row. Okay, 
So we have a butler who opens doors. We have drivers who get who connects you. Their network helps you connect you to the next to the next opportunity. Um, and then you have senseis who are masters or teachers or mentors, so to speak. Finally, the final role or type of person that you need in your life that is going to help you get in alignment, help you to stay in alignment, and essentially be obedient to your calling is an investor. Now, an investor is more than likely you're going to need more than one, multiple investors. But here's what's important to note, because let me define the word invest for you. This is not just about money. Okay. And obviously you, you may need money to be in alignment. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Right. But believe it or not, in this particular instance, I'm not talking about money at all. Okay. When I say you need an investor, I'm talking about people who can invest time, attention, and energy. Okay. Sometimes that may cost you. Sometimes it may not. It may not cost you, um, Financially, it may cost you in other ways, but an investor is somebody who gives you their time, attention, and energy to help you get to where you need to be um, and to help you stay there. So let me give an example, okay? Let me give you an example. Now, from a financial standpoint, from a financial standpoint, the the very first investor that most of us have um, just by default is your job. (laughs) <laughs> the job that you're trying to get out of to in order to be in alignment or to do whatever you really want to do, your job is typically your first investor. OK, from a financial standpoint, because your job is literally providing the financial means for you to invest in your future. Right. And so a lot of times we may take our uh, nine to five or whatever for granted. Like, I don't want to do this. This is not what I meant to do. I hate it here. <laughs> Let me out. Right. Uh, but. At the end of the day, are you getting uh, a paycheck from that job? And what are you using that money for? Did that job actually help you, you know, register your LLC? Did that job help you buy your first batch of physical or digital products to sell? Did that what what did that job afford you the opportunity to do that would help bring you closer to being in alignment with your calling? So don't ever take for granted your job. It is typically your first investor by default. But outside of money, I'm not necessarily, there may be, you may need funds from other resources. You may need grants, you may need angel investors, you may need loans. That's one way of investing. That's literally financial capital. But but because I'm talking about being in alignment and being obedient, I wanna specifically talk about other types of investments. And that's time, attention, and energy. So I'm going to give you two of my top investors in my life, which are my good friend and co-host on the Black Health Academy podcast, Ms. Gifford with Jay, and our other great friend who like rounds out the three of us, just Tiffany. So we have me, Jay, and Tiffany. Tiffany and Jay are definitely investors, Now, they invest their time, they invest their energy, and they invest their attention into things that I'm doing. They work with me in different capacities. They work for me in other capacities. Um, But not only that, you know, they're so committed to and in support of who I am, to all of my brands, the Black Health Academy, Professionally Fit, you know, Farm to Table, the Plant-Based Foodie, every brand and product that I've ever created since I started my career, they've been a part of. So when I have speaking engagements, um, they show up and help. If I can't speak at the speaking engagement, they will stand in for me. They have both since been certified in plant-based nutrition since I have. Um, and they have, they work as, they work as coaches at the Black Health Academy. Um, they work as personal trainers, um, for me and with me. They work, um, as, but Jay is a co-host on the podcast, for God's sake, right? She doesn't have to do that. She's not paid for that, right? Um, she has her own life and her own things going on. And so these investors are people who invest their time, energy, and attention to helping you be great. And oftentimes there, there's something in it for them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with reciprocity, right? Some of the stuff they do 
or help me with may be for selfish and self-centered reasons. And I, and I want that for them. So that way, you know, I, they feel like they're getting something out of it too. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them benefiting, um, by helping me out. Right. And so, but these investors are people who, um, are so invested in, you know, your brand and, and you as an individual and your career that they are willing to give of this time, energy and attention. And, you know, these people, it may be a cousin that helps you set up, you know, anytime you're vending at an event, you know, it may be someone who takes calls for you. It may be somebody who helps you manage your payment system or your website. You know, these investors are so important. There's so much that I could not have done without Tiffany and Jay, right? So not only are they friends who actually, you know, help me to relieve the pressure of being an entrepreneur when it's time, you know, with girls nights and hanging out together, but even when we're work, when it's time to work and get down to the grind, you know, I consult with them to create products and services. I bring them on board to be coaches on the things I do. I ask them to share the stage with me when I speak. Um, you know, I give them speaking engagements that I can't do myself, right? So the relationship is definitely mutually beneficial or synergistic, um, but they are investors. And I have several other investors. I have students who I've worked with one-on-one to help them reach their health goals and uh, students who have graduated from my Farm to Table course who fall in love with a brand and a class so much that they, at the end of the class, they say, Lisa, I want to be um, a, a, a uh, an alum. I want to be a brand ambassador. Excuse me. I want to be a brand ambassador and I want to represent the brand. That's an investor. That's somebody who's saying, I literally want to take time out of my life and out of my schedule and away from other things to give to you because I want to promote this because I see it as so valuable. For example, I recently made a Facebook post about, you know, me needing another assistant, but it was a joke because the Facebook post was about something totally different. But I was posting about that thing last minute because I forgot to post it because I need another assistant. So I made a joke like, Jesus, be another assistant. Right. Um, And one of my farm to table alumni actually emailed me and said, hey, I saw your call for help. Um, I I saw your call for help. I, I, I actually, you know, work as an admin assistant. What do you need? And I have since brought her on as an assistant in you know, my company and my course. And I'm like, oh my God. So she's an investor, right? She, you know, was like, I'm willing to, you know, help out. What do you need? No one. And she's getting something in exchange for that. But the point is, you know, I was able to attract another investor that's going to help me take my business much further than I could have done it on my own. So she's willing to give me that time, attention and energy. Um, and in exchange for that. So it's amazing. Right. And so these are, the four individuals that you need in your life to be obedient. A butler, open doors, a driver is uh, your network. This is, this, these drivers connect you from point A to point B and, and position you to make other connections. A sensei is a master or a teacher and then an investor are individuals who decide to invest their time, energy, and attention into making sure your, your brand um, or your whatever your personal goal or mission is, is realized, right? To help you operate better in alignment um, by having uh, that assistance, right? And being those brand ambassadors. So those are the four people you need. Now, I'm going to spend this last bit talking about how to attract them. How do you attract energy? Um, how do you attract a, a butler, a driver, a sensei, and an investor? Okay. Okay, so there aren't different steps for each one of those titles. The, the way to attract all four of those types of people is it's only four things you need to do, okay? And so I'm going to teach you how to do that. Here's step number one. The first step to attracting these individuals is to be them. Mm-hmm. Be the person you want to attract, right? So be the energy you want to receive. So what I mean by that? Who can you be a butler for? Who can you open the door for? Do you have connections that you can really seriously um, help out someone? And keep in mind, you know, 
you being these people, you're not going to be the per be these people, you know, uh, to the person you want to attract. It's going to be just being a good person in the world. So be a butler to somebody in general and you will attract a butler, be a driver, a connector, and you will attract connections. And so this is really about the law of attraction here. Right. Um, but be them, be an investor, right? Do you help out your friends and family and volunteer to help make them great, um, on their own initiatives? The more you invest in other people, the more people want to invest in you. It's that simple. So the first way to attract these individuals is to be them, right? Be the person that people are literally tripping over themselves to help and assist. Okay. Step two, step two, position yourself as the expert. Now, what do I mean by this? This means you need to exude confidence in your ability to do the thing that you're trying to do, right? So if you know, you know, um, your calling in life is to, you know, be a, uh, a mentor or your calling in life is to work with, you know, any women and girls, right? Um, and that's your calling in life is to basically mentor women on financial literacy, mentor women on entrepreneurship. I don't know, mentor women on health, mentor women um, on how to leave, you know, unhealthy relationships. I don't know. Then you need to position yourself as the expert who does that. So one of the main ways that you attract people you need in your life is by proving that you are the cat's meow. So a part of the reason that Jay and Tiff, you know, don't mind helping me out Part of the reason that Paul asked me to become the executive director of his organization, part of the reason that, you know, Jeanette was more than happy to become my mentor is because I already had a track record of being a great speaker, knowing my stuff when it comes to plant-based nutrition, you know, had our, I had already positioned myself as the expert. If you went to my social media pages for an, for an example, and you're looking through my social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, you can see where I'm always doing those things. I'm always talking plant-based nutrition. I'm always teaching plant-based nutrition. I'm sharing my meals, right? It's very clear that I'm in this industry. My bio says it. My posts say it. The comments people make on my posts. Oh, I just came to your nutrition class and I learned so much. Today's class was so dope. Thank you so much. Or Lisa, I was meaning to reach out to you. I want need you to come speak at this podcast or come speak at this event. Anybody who I'm trying to track in my life can show up to where I live online or show up to an event that I do and see that, oh, she really is in demand in this industry, right? I've positioned, I've done the work to position myself as an expert. If you know your calling in life is to be a hairstylist, um, then I should be able to go to where you live virtually, right? Like I should be able to go to your websites. I should be able to go to your social media pages. I should be able to go to links that you give me to watch you do your thing. And I should be able to see you thriving in that thing. Like you've positioned yourself as the expert. And so there is zero question as to whether or not you are as good as you say you are. Right. And so again, the second way to attract the people that you need in your life to be uh, in alignment is to position yourself as the expert. You have to exude confidence in your ability to thrive in your field or your industry or whatever you're trying to do. If you know your calling is to make clothes for a living and be a stylist, there should be some evidence of that somewhere. I should, you know, I should be able to go see what you styled. I should be able to maybe even book you as a stylist. I should be able to see reviews or talk to people you've worked with. Have you positioned yourself as the expert? Because people um, want to know that, number one, that you are worth the time they want to give you, right? And that you have already, you know, done the work to master your craft, So have you done the work to position yourself as the expert? Do you do continuing education? Do you do professional development? Do you have a track record? Do you have receipts? You have to have receipts. Um, And then you will begin to attract these people, okay? The third thing you need to do to attract these people is respond rapidly. (laughs) Now, this may sound real basic, but I promise you, a lack of a swift response is actually really problematic. Um, so do, are you, do you literally respond rapidly to inquiries or opportunities, right? Um, And a lot of times we don't because of our lack of confidence, maybe our lack of experience. 
but you need to be a rapid responder. You really have to um, be able to jump on opportunities. Now, rapid response can even be something as simple as, you know, how somebody may post a, um, a post on Facebook and say, I am looking for recommendations for a chef, uh, a plant-based chef for this weekend for a party I'm throwing. Now, if somebody says that and you're a plant-based chef, when you see it, do you instantly hop on it? Not only do you, you know, recommend yourself in the comments, but then do you slide in that person's inbox and say, hey, I saw you, you know, looking for a plant-based chef this weekend. Here's my menu that I offer, but I can also customize one for you. Here's a link to book a call with me. Um, you know, do you literally position yourself to get these opportunities? Right. Or do you just type in the comments? Hey, I'm a plant based chef. Right. Or do you not even do that and wait for somebody else to recommend you? <laughs> right. And so are you a rapid responder? Because by you being one of the first pe people to not only reply to that request for a plant based chef, but then to take it a step further and slide into their inbox or their in messages, um, that is your you position yourself with a potential driver, somebody who's going to make other connections for you. Because do you know what it means to, you know, be the sh private chef for a party and it turns out amazing? Think about how many times your name is going to get turned over. Think about how many times you're going to be recommended just from that one party. And the only reason you got it is because you were a rapid responder. And so, or if somebody makes an inquiry through your website or through your social media pages, um, or if you have a friend that says, hey, I recommended you for so-and-so, do you follow up on that lead? Being One of the things I tell my business clients is that the way you get business usually is not necessarily by always being the best. It's usually because of recency, meaning when's the last time somebody saw you or heard from you? Like, do you literally position yourself to be at the top of somebody's mind on a consistent basis when it comes to this particular topic? Like when somebody talks about plant-based nutrition, I want to be one of the first people, uh, one of the first things people think of. I want to be one of the first people they think of because they just went to one of my nutrition classes. They just saw my post on social media. They just received the email from me about somewhere that I'm speaking or a course that I'm teaching. Um, I'm always doing stuff in my field and I'm always making sure I have a presence so that somebody can say, yeah, so-and-so was just telling me about you. Or I actually saw you speak for somebody else and I thought you did a great job and I want you to do it for me. Recency. There could be somebody that's way better than me, but they're not a rapid responder and nobody's heard from them in a while. So they don't even know if they're still active, right? So being a rapid responder is going to help you to attract the people uh, that you need, okay? Number four and the final one. The final tip to make sure that um, you attract these people is energy in motion stays in motion. So what does that mean? People want to assist a project or an initiative that's already in motion. Um, you need to do everything you can on your own, and then you will automatically attract the resources and the people you need to get to that next step. See, sometimes we don't take steps because we can't necessarily see the finished project in our mind because we automatically see the red tape we're going to run into along the way. Like, oh, I know I can get myself this far, but then when I get here, I don't know how to get to that next step, which is not any of your concern, believe it or not. Your only concern is to get started. And then when you get to the red tape, if you've been obedient up until that point, you're automatically going to get what you need to help you get to the next step. Like I was so obedient in my career as a plant-based nutritionist and a professional speaker and a teacher that when I got to the point where I needed to be on bigger stages, I attracted Paul. You see what I'm saying? So, but I was already in motion. That's the reason he was so attracted to me is because I was already in motion. So my companies were already in motion. My career was already in motion, right? You know, I was already highly active. And so I automatically attracted him. Then he was ready to take me to the next level and put me on bigger stages with these doctors. And so you have to already be in motion. So what have you created? Don't think I can't create the T-shirt um, because I don't know how I'm going to print it. Just design the T-shirt you because then the printer, you will attract the printer. Right. And so you have to have to have to already be in motion. Just think about it. 
people would prefer to help somebody on the side of the world road who's pushing a stalled car up a hill versus somebody who's just sitting on the hood of the car waiting for somebody to drive by and offering them help. We want to see you already helping yourself before we want to offer you additional help. Does that make sense? Okay, so those are the four ways you're going to attract the energy or the people you need to get to the next step. Number one, be them, right? Be the person you want to attract. Number two, position yourself as the expert. So already be doing dope things in your field, already be doing amazing things to position yourself as the expert. Um, I should be able to go to where you quote unquote live virtually or whatever, or where you speak, where you show up at. I should be able to already go there and see you being dope at that thing. Um, then you need to be a rapid responder, right? You need to pounce on opportunities. And then finally, um, you have to be in motion. Energy and motion stays in motion. So you, you don't wait um, until you have the answer to proceed. You just go as far as you can go on your own. And I can guarantee you because of the law of attraction um, that you're going to automatically attract who and what you need to get you to that next step. Right. When I was able to get as far as I needed to go in my business, that's when I was able to attract Jeanette and, you know, her mentorship, you know, then helped me go further. Right. She positioned me for bigger opportunities. She helped to coach me and teach me um, on things I needed to know to be a successful black female entrepreneur. Right. Um, it wasn't until I had been obedient to land on that stage at the Naturalista Expo that positioned me to sit right next to Kiwi that, you know, blossomed to, into a beautiful relationship, both friend wise and professional wise. And she was then able to connect me through her own obedience. She was able to connect me to other opportunities. So again, energy and motion stays in motion. You will never, as long as you are constantly working toward what you need to work toward, you, the, the ball will never stop rolling for you. Energy and motion stays in motion. So if you show up in motion, that next person is going to get, make sure that you stay in motion. Okay. All right. So never be sitting around waiting for help. Do everything you can on your own. And those are my tips. I hope they were helpful. I went kind of quick today, y'all. Um, cause I'm wrapping up my day here, but I wanted to get this out and done. So I hope it makes sense. Drop a note for me. Let me know what you think. Share this podcast inside a podcast, these obedience episodes with someone who needs to hear them. Remember, this is episode eight. And so there are seven other episodes where I talk about stuff just like this in detail and break down for you um, what you need to do to become obedient and get in alignment in your life. So I would love to hear if this makes sense for you, um, if it resonates with you in some kind of way. Um, and, you know, how have you been able to attract your butler, your driver, your sensei or your investor? Um, let me know. Let's talk about it until the next obedience episode. You guys take care and be well.